This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Again, appreciate all of you listening. Appreciate the last hour that we had. And again, if you missed anything in that last hour, you can go back and listen to it either tonight between 6 and 7 p.m. or you can actually listen to it on our website as well. Go to RushToReason.com. Phil Kirpin joining us now. Phil, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, my pleasure, John. I'm doing good. How are you? It's always a joy to have you, Phil. It's been a little bit since we've had you on. You're president of American Commitment. And talk to us about the Biden administration's illegal EV electrical, I should say electric vehicle mandate. Well, it's coming uh, much faster, I think, than people realize. And uh, it's going to have a much bigger impact than I think most people understand. Most of the attention... Uh, in the headlines, the media focuses on sort of the carrots, uh, the uh, incentives, the subsidies, you know, the electric vehicles, right. the tax credit. Most people know about that for purchasers. The twelve billion manufacturer subsidies to retool all the money that's going to charging stations. I love to talk about those all the time. Right. Those are you know those are goodies. Those are positive. But what's really going to drive uh, electric vehicles uh, over the next few years are the mandates, the stick. Uh, and they're requiring on a per manufacturer basis that, uh, the, the new vehicle sales follow a schedule that they put into an EPA regulation that specifies the percentage of vehicles in the year that electric vehicles. And if you look at where we are right now, we're at about 7% of new vehicle sales are electric vehicles in this country. Correct. Well, you look at what the Biden administration is mandating, and they've got model year 2026, which is, you know, right around the corner. Right. They've got model year 2026, 17% of new vehicle sales have to be EVs. And then they've got model year 2027, 30% have to be EVs, and it continues to move. They've model year 2030, they're at 50%. Model year 2032, they're at 60%. And, you know, if you've got a manufacturer that's under that, they can't need it, they can buy credits for another manufacturer. But there aren't going to be credits because they're not, the overall market is not going to be anywhere near what these mandated percentages are. And so what we're going to see, and we're already seeing this a little bit, but it's going to get much, much worse in the next few years, what we're going to see is the internal combustion vehicles are going to have artificially restricted supply. Right. Because if you can only sell, you know, 30, right. you know, if only... Right. Yeah, when you get to 2032, it can only be one-third of vehicles. Well, if demand is still much more than that, it's still like 90%, you can imagine what's going to happen to price and how hard they're going to be defined and what a disaster it's going to be. And it's going to, we're talking 
it was 17 and a third, and the model. Yep. No, and and, and uh, you, that's a negative impact on the price. You know, the right. price is going to go haywire. That's right. No, and and everything you said, and my you you don't know this. My whole background is the automotive world. That's where I grew up. I own two auto shops for. 30 plus years. I've been, you know, again, I've been in that my entire life. I still coach automotive shops uh, to this day and watch this this very closely. And the thing, Phil, that you know this, problem is government doesn't seem to know this, the adoption rate, and, and there's folks out there that are claiming that it's it's gaining, but I will tell you, Phil, that no, I don't think it is. In fact, I think the early adopters and the folks that have bought EVs are pretty much there and done. They may buy a new one here or there. You know, they may trade out of one and go to the next one. But that core is pretty much there and done. And frankly, I just don't see the adoption unless you give these folks huge, huge incentives, not only on the car itself, but the infrastructure to, to charge said card. In other words, what's going on in their own garage at home. And let's face it, there's only a certain amount of people that even have the ability to do that. Until some of that changes, you're not going to see the adoption rate go up. Yeah, I think you're right. But think about what that means, right? You know, if they're, you know, we're to the point of model 27, very close running. Hey, and Phil, really quick, can I get can I get you to like move in the room somewhere? You're breaking up really bad, and this is important, and I want to hear oh. what you have to say. I'm sorry, but I can't hear you. Um, hold on, let me. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it, yeah, it, I, I want everybody else to hear what you have to say because I think it's really important. Let me, let, let me step outside. Is this better? That's better. Yes, that's better. Thank you. Okay, so, um, you know, what's going to happen is we're, we're right around the corner from it hitting at 17% mandate, then 30% mandate, right. model 26 and 20, model 26 and 27, which is really right around the corner, much, much coming much sooner than people realize. Well, if demand is still about where it is now, which is, you know, 90% plus of people actually want internal combustion vehicles, but the dealers are not allowed by law to sell, you know, more than 70%, well, what's going to you're going to bidding wars on internal combustion vehicles. Correct. They're going to go well over MSRP. It's going to be a disaster for anyone who's in the car market. The other thing that will happen is, you know, too, and I've got an article I was going to talk about as soon as I let you go, about the fines right now that are being posed upon Stellantis, GM, Ford, and others. I mean, billions of dollars in fines right now coming out of the EPA because they're not meeting the CAFE ratings as is. So two things will happen. You're correct. You're going to see less supply. And then you're also going to see the prices not only go up because of the above sticker prices that are going to happen like you just mentioned, but if you think that they're going to absorb some of these fines that they end up having, they're just going to pass it on to consumers, Phil. You and I, anybody buying a car that wants an ICE engine is going to be paying that, not the company. Yeah, absolutely. The fines are going to be passed on. The other thing that gets passed on is the regulatory credits get passed on. That's right. And so, you know, the big part of the business model for the electric vehicle makers is the tax and the direct subsidies, but they also get regulatory credits because they're not. Well, these other it's built into the price if you want to put towards a place where the credits are just not going to be there. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have it. Really, the prices are going to go haywire. And the price on internal combustion vehicles are uh, not the only ones that are going to be vehicles. They're also going to get much, much more expensive because right now, even with all the subsidies, the manufacturers are losing money. That's right. That's right. On every EV they That's sell. exactly right. So, you know, it's a long-term strategy to go all EVs. The price is going to be more like 100000 than 60000 It's going to happen sooner rather than later. 
And then you're going to see the internal combustion cars jump up dramatically also. So I think what's going to happen if Biden is not stopped and this isn't reversed is you're going to have basically the equivalent of a mortgage if you want to get a new car. They're going to be $100,000 for a regular entry. Right. Or you're going to have to take out an eight- or ten-year loan or something. Or what a lot of people are going to end up doing is just keeping old cars on the road for decades. Yep. It's going to be like Cuba. I mean, it's yep. going to be like you can't uh, yep. get a new car unless you have a certain level of wealth or you're willing to take out a mask. No, you, you, everything that you're saying, Phil, is the same thing I'm really preaching to all of my auto repair shops, and that is you've got a grand opportunity coming up because, you, you know, the other thing, too, that is the mis, the the misinformation being pushed out. And I had a conversation with one of my shops today about this, Phil, and that is that EVs are non-maintenance. No, there's a lot of maintenance that goes on in an EV. People just don't understand what that maintenance is because they're being sold as sort of a maintenance-free vehicle. They've got not the same maintenance that... Uh, a regular ICE engine has, but they do have maintenance. In some cases, it's even things to do with air conditioning and filters in the air conditioning and things along those lines that nobody knows about, nobody's talking about. And the reality is they can be just as expensive down the road. And your total cost of ownership, you, you see all this stuff touted that they're much cheaper to own, but at the end of the day, they're really not. Well, you know, the other issue, I think we're going to start to see a lot of problems with deferred maintenance on the EVs because they don't right. have oil changes as a way to get you in there regularly. That's right. Make sure everything's being checked out. Correct. And so we're going to have problems with deferred maintenance and the major systems failing and that kind of thing. The other thing with the EVs that I don't think is really well understood because it's relatively early in the adoption, but you know, the EV battery has a half-life. Just like your phone doesn't have the 10-hour charge it used to, now it's 7 or whatever. It's right. going to be the same thing. You know, you're going to have a car where maybe it goes 250, 300 miles on a full charge when you buy it, but five or ten years later, it's going to yep. go half that. Yeah, battery degradation is is something to always be looking at. And again, a lot of that comes down to even how it's used, how it's charged, how is it set up in the first place. And there's this is the other problem that I have with all of this, again, being a car guy, Phil, is just the fact that even the dealers themselves, there's very few of them that even understand the things that you and I are talking about, and even understand training the consumer on what they should be doing in regards to maintenance and things on an EV. It's really more of, oh, here's the key, go drive the wheels off it, because they don't even understand the basics. In fact, there's a lot of EV dealerships out there that have one technician in the entire place that can even fix said car, and I'm not exaggerating with what I just said. Uh, Wow, that's, that's pretty disturbing. Yeah, I don't know. Let me just say this. There's a lot more to this, Phil, than even the news yeah. media talks about because, again, they don't understand the internal workings of, of you know, the EV world. And, you know, and again, I do because I went out and bought one a few years ago. I've got a car show I do on Saturdays here for three hours straight where we answer questions. And I wanted to know more about how EVs actually work, not because I'm a believer in them, but because I wanted to know all the ins and outs, ups and downs. How does it work? Who could own one? If you own one, how does it work? I mean, I probably have in the press end of things as good an understanding on EVs as probably anybody does because I've been in the industry and I own one. Yeah, I think that's, I think unfortunately it's a, a very rare sell. And, you know, this, this is what's so dangerous about government trying to force uh, the wholesale technology change through government subsidies and mandates is uh, it's not going to happen in a natural way. In a natural way with technology adoption, you know, before you get mass diffusion, all of the kinks have to be worked out and you have right. a ramp up and there has to be, the demand has to be created in a natural way or it doesn't happen. That's right. And we're kind of skipping all of that. Yes, we are. By government force. Which we're forcing it. That's exactly right. Yep. You're 100% correct. All right. How do folks follow you, Phil? AmericanCommitment.org. Perfect. Phil, as always, appreciate it. Any of this that comes up and, you know, any more of this that you want to talk about, please let me know. 
As you can tell, this is one of my hot buttons. We talk about this pretty routinely because, of course, of you know my background and understanding of what's going on. And uh, you are right. We have got a lot of things going, you know, coming down the pike when it comes to these things that I don't think anybody's really prepared for and no one's talking about, by the way. And they don't know how fast it's coming. That's, That's right. I'm here 26 and 27. That's really right. right around the corner. 100%. Phil, thanks. I appreciate it, sir, very much. All right. All right. Enjoy. Bob and Thornton, hang tight. We'll come back and take your call. Affordable interest mortgage is next. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, Consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. High Five Plumbing, again, whether it's commercial, residential, either way, they can take care of all of your plumbing needs. In fact, some of the upgrades and things you need to do before winter hits, they can help with that as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that trees in your yard can wreak havoc on your pipes, and they can fix the problem for good. Tree root intrusion occurs because the roots in your yard are naturally attracted to the moisture provided by your sewer lines. As the roots grow closer to your sewer system, the water inside functions like a fertilizer, causing them to pierce the lines, creating huge leaks and major obstructions. High Five uses a six-month drain treatment that has been proven effective against tree roots in an environmentally friendly process. High Five can use herbicides, hydrojetting, and augers to make sure that the root system is cleared and the tree stays healthy. And when you are a High Five Club member, the inspection is free. Your appointment is priority and you don't pay the service fee. You got slow drains, gurgling toilets, or smell sewage outside your home? Call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. All right, make your home more functional. That's what Premier Home Remodels can do for you. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will bring your outdated, empty nester home into the 21st century. Your children have moved out and you're ready to give a facelift to your impractical bathroom, turning it into a beautiful and complete master suite. Your original tile and 70s bathtub are out of date, and it's time to create the space you have always dreamed of. You want something more functional and enjoyable, and Premier will help you achieve this. Soaking in that new spacious tub will take away your stress of the day, and and Premier knows the longer you wait to remodel, the more costly the remodel will be down the road, as costs are only going to increase. 
Premier's expert design team communicates with you throughout the entire process and works within your budget while completing your perfect master suite, making it your own. Don't wait to remodel your bathroom. Do it now with Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. All right, a solar right for you. Find out if it is. Give Alan a call today, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis with Level Engineering. Alan Davis knows that renting electricity from Excel Energy and other power providers will cost you more and more every year. The new solar energy financial incentives are exciting because they allow a homeowner who has good sunlight on the roof of their home to pay much less for their electricity versus renting that electricity from the power company. Now there's a push to install smart meters in Colorado homes too. And that means in addition to the huge annual power bill increases, we'll have even more to pay due to the smart meter rollout. That is on top of the fact that most power companies in Colorado have dramatically increased their annual power bills far past the normal historical annual increases. Now it's common to see 15 to 20% annual increases if you continue to rent your electricity from the power companies. Typically, those who get solar installed pay about two-thirds less than they were going to pay the power company over the next 25 years. That's money back in your pocket, and you get to determine your electricity future. Call Alan Davis now at 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. And we're back. Bob and Thornton, you're next. Go ahead. Oh, it's Bob from Thornton. Oh, you know, you know, this is my favorite subject. I sent you a couple pictures today. Uh, the, uh, I, I had the, uh, I'm, I'm an uh, Uber driver, so I drove somebody today from Broomfield out to the airport, mm-hmm. and he had to be a uh, an engineer with Toyota, and he was here for some kind of a conference. And I told him, I says, you know, Toyota has virtually perfected the hybrids. Yep. I mean, yep. they were the innovator and have literally perfected it. You're correct. Well, I also did, did you get the picture I sent you of the new uh, Toyota hybrid? Yes. And and I and I sent the, the the other note about the very first Tesla looks like the very last Tesla. <laughs> yeah, they've not made any. And by the way, I think that's eventually going to start affecting them because you can't tell the first year model from today's model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so far behind. Uh, but then they're you know over the years they've had different. Um, I I sent you the uh, picture of the uh, my grandmother's uh, roughly my grandmother's, but uh, her Baker Electric, which had a, a range of about twenty miles. Okay. But women back then couldn't drive gasoline cars. It was a crank start. Right. We're being smoky. Correct. And then, oh, how about steam? Did you know that steam cars had to have three tanks? They had one with kerosene. That was the fuel to to, Mm -hmm. uh, boil the water. They had a big water tank. And then they had a small tank of uh, gasoline or alcohol to keep the pilot light running. And did you know that on a steam car, you had to drive uh, every 30 to 50 miles, you had to stop and refill it with water? That I did know, yes. yes. Yeah. So anyway, but, you know, as far as these um, uh, subsidies for buying cars, um, 
do you go to the grocery store and, and, and you're looking for a can of beans and one of them has a subsidy on it and one doesn't? Then mm. No. Nope. You don't. Nope. When was the last time you, you saw somebody driving an Edsel or a Hudson or a Packard or a, uh, a Kaiser or, a, you know, car companies have come and gone. Yes, they have. People wanted them or they didn't. At yeah, one time there were, you know, well over 50 different car companies in the country, and of course that scaled back down because, to your point, Bob, a lot of them just they failed for whatever reason. They failed. Yeah. So uh, we may see that again. Hard to say. We need to buy, have people purchasing what they want with a hundred percent of their own choice, correct, and zero percent of somebody else's choice, correct. This this stuff is getting ridiculous. The Ford uh, Ford uh, Lightning pickups, they're. It, if you want any kind of range at all, you got to throw another twenty thousand dollars on for an extended. Yeah, battery. the average person can't, as you know, the average. Well, right now, this is true for the most part. There's a few, you know, less expensive EVs that some folks can buy. But let's face it, Bob, the average person buying an EV is is a upper income, you know, family or upper income individual or couple. Even in fact, I don't even know how many actual quote unquote families own them. I think if a family does, it's going to be a third, fourth, or fifth car. Uh, the yeah. reality is, is Bob, is this is a – currently, I, I hate to say it this way, but, but it is an, again, upper income. It's a rich man's game right now. It, it's not somebody that's, that's scraping by, trying to make their house payment, trying to get things handled, trying to buy groceries, to your point a moment ago. Those aren't the people buying EVs. No. But I'll tell you who the people were that were way ahead of their time. The people that 20, 30, and 40 years ago – retired to florida they in their carport they have an old buick in there that's 30 years old with seventeen thousand miles on it and everywhere they go they use their golf they're cart. in a golf cart that's right yes <laughs> yes good one bob appreciate you as always and uh yeah i can't disagree with anything bob just said joe you're next go ahead sir John, two things. One, did you get a chance to listen to that uh, compilation of uh lies i've seen that before i've actually played that before by the way when you, when it's been you a while, to, but it's, I've, I've played that here in the recent months, yes. When you listen to it in total, because you know, it doesn't dawn on you how much of that stuff was being pushed. Oh, tons. I mean, it's one of those things that we've gone over with you know, Dr. Kelly and Steve many, many times. I probably should get it out and replay it again here in the next few weeks. But, yeah, and, and none of that, none of what they said was true. Is the biggest bunch of propaganda ever foisted upon the American public. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'd heard it all, you know, in dribs and drabs, you know. But when you listen to all two hundred claims, and now knowing what we know now versus what we knew then, you shake your head and you say, you know, did they know they were lying to us? Yes. You know, okay, because it, I it, think a, they did. Yes. Some of the most outrageous stuff. Anyway, so now, now like, I will say this: Did every reporter? know that or were they just being fed the lines and then rereading it and you know i'm not defending them because they should have been more savvy on what was going on and they just did what they were told to do by their network executives you know we were you know we happened to be in a situation here to where i didn't have anybody breathing down my neck as to what to say or not say i could do whatever i wanted to and and, and by the way thankfully that was the way it was because i didn't have to put up with any of that nonsense yeah but the claims that we, you know, if you're not wearing a mask you're, if you don't yep. get back you're, you're you're killing people John, I looked at the stats today. Since this is up through today, do you know that less than one percent of the people under fifty ever died from COVID? Correct. And and, and that's by the way, and that's one percent of the of the diagnosed and reported cases. And for every diagnosed and reported, the estimates were there were at least two 
unreported that's cases. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, and we, we, you know, we, back in the day, we were going over those numbers on almost a daily basis. So, if you factor all of that in, Joe, it was probably less than half of a percent for people under the age of fifty. Zero. I figured, John. Yeah. I, I, back then, I was I was saying you had a better chance of dying in a car wreck. Yeah. I, I, my math. You know, if you assume that there were two two unreported cases for every reported cases. That would put the fatality rate, if you were under 50, at 0.3%, three-tenths yep. of 1%. Yep. All right. Anyway. Uh, Again, and, and you know the stats on, on how many people die in car crashes. You've got a higher risk. We said this back then. You had a higher risk of dying in a car crash than you did of COVID. Far, I think under 50, there were only like 7,000 people under 50 died from COVID, whereas we're losing 40,000 people a year in car wrecks. So, and, and it's still uh, to this day, and this was another thing that was that was sort of forgotten during that time. We lose more people to heart attacks, heart failures, heart conditions, and cancer combined than anything else. Period. Period. Yes. Yeah. So, by the way, and this goes. Up, I don't know if you had a chance to read my rant about assault rifles versus uh, uh, fentanyl, but we we kill more, three times as many people with fentanyl than we do guns. Yes. In a week, three yep. people to, in yep. a week, three times as many. people. Yeah, we're more killed. worried about taking. A gun off the street than we are the fentanyl. Right. So less priorities, people, Joe. Priorities. Less than, less than 400 people a year are killed by so-called assault rifles, and 1,100 people a week are killed by fentanyl. Yeah, I was just going to say, Joe, you could go to almost any major city and probably take three to four of the big cities and get the same stats on a weekend with fentanyl deaths. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but yet, you know, again, it goes back to the narrative and the priorities and a lot of what we were talking about, even with this, this whole EV push and what Phil was talking about earlier with what the Biden administration wants to do. And again, unless we make some big changes in 2024 and reverse that, I think Phil's right on. In fact, he said some things today I really hadn't given a lot of thought to. I mean, I keep talking about how I think prices are going to go up. Part of that's because of the union and other factors. But the reality is when what he's talking about with these mandates coming down on the amount of EVs produced by the new car manufacturers, it's going to push the price of an ICE vehicle up. Yeah, well, in fact, you're going to see that just in the UAW strike. John, I did yep. some quick math. Do you know, if you had to guess how many vehicles a week are produced by Ford, GM, and Stellantis, you want to guess what their weekly production is? Oh, I mean, I know there's almost a million F-150s alone pushed out, and you've got to factor that into a weekly number. I, you know, Joe, let me take a guess at this. I've got to believe that they've got to be pushing out at least, between all of them, 250000 a week? Close. I, I, I figured about 150000 okay. a week. So, okay. And, I, and again, that was, a, that was a quick number off the top of my head. It's a bigger but, number than most people think. Right. So, you're, so, so as I said before, the, the big beneficiaries of this are going to be the, uh, by the way, uh, the non-union car plants, of which there's 20 in the United States, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, right. Toyota. There's, there's 20 plants that were producing 48% of the cars produced in the United States. Um, Obviously, they're going to try to step in. No, they can't double their production overnight. That might be no, they can't. No, in fact, and this is something Andy and I talked about a while back, and uh, you know, had, had a long discussion. You, you, you were there, you were listening, and right. and the reality is, as much as they would love to maybe do that, the reality is, it's just not what they're they're not set up. They won't tool up quickly enough. There's no reason for them to tool up. They'll raise prices and capitalize on that end. You know, they may run some extra shifts and try to produce more of a current vehicle, but they are not going to retool, open new plants, and go through no. all of that. It's just not going to happen. No, they might get an extra five to ten percent by working you know, week, working weekends, Correct. you know, doing overtime. But you're right. I think the biggest impact is going to be on prices. I think you're going to see, 
by the way, in the past, it was the dealers that were getting all the gravy because the dealers were right. selling above. above. I paid, I paid forty two hundred over MS, MSRP for my Telluride back in twenty twenty. Um, I think what you're going to see, John, is you're going to see the manufacturers. Uh, if this strike goes on more, a couple more weeks, the first thing you're going to do is they're going to start to bump up dealer invoice. Correct. Uh, and they're going to take some of that gravy. Correct. So, and once they bump up dealer invoice, I don't think you're going to see dealer invoice uh, come down no, again. No, no, you know that. Once a price is raised, it's not coming back down. And mark my word, it will go at least two more weeks, if not four. Right. So you're, you're going to be talking somewhere between three-quarters of a million, if not a million cars. Not produced. The, uh, not produced by the by the right. UAW plants, and again the uh, the non those twenty non union plants maybe they'll pick up a couple of hundred thousand of that, but all the rest is going to be price. And and John, I gave you an example a couple of months ago of uh, there's something called price volume elasticity, and I think I gave you an example that twenty people thirsty hikers show up at a food truck, and there's only nineteen bottles of water that normally sell for a buck a piece and the guy puts them up at auction, do you think anybody's going to bid only a dollar five or a dollar ten? Of course not. No, they're going to bid a buck fifty, two That's bucks. Right. So it's something called the beta. It's the change in price versus, you know, it's yep. price volume. The change in, in uh, demand versus very small changes in, in supply. So I, I think you're going to see huge... Well, and, and the other thing, price. and I say this all the time, but I want to make sure people are reminded of this, we've still not caught up when it comes to vehicle production with everything that happened through COVID, because there's four buying sectors when it comes to cars. You, you know, the government itself, and I mean, I'm talking all governments ac- across the board, and that includes local, state, county, feds, IRS, you go down the list, you know, they're all needing cars, Joe, and the, and the government, you know, we as taxpayers buy a lot of cars on an annual basis. And by the way, we don't buy a lot of foreign cars. The majority of those, because of what we do, come from the, the three that are on strike right now. So we buy a lot of cars as, as a government, and that's one of the fact, you know, it's one of the the, 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 the numbers, that's one of the categories of folks that buy cars. Second is big fleets like Avis, National, Hertz, and so on. They buy a lot of cars, and a lot of their cars are getting long in the tooth. They need to replace some of their fleet. And if you've rented a car of late, you know what I mean by that, because yep. rarely do you ever rent a car that's got 30,000, 40,000 miles on it, but it's, uh, it's commonplace now to rent a car that has that much on it. The next one is, of course, fleet owners like myself, where you'll buy, you know, not hundreds a year, but you'll buy 10, 15, 20 a year in the XL Energies of the world and so on. So there's that fleet buyer. And then last but not least, you've got the retail customer. So there's those four buying groups, which by the way, none of them are fully caught up from COVID yet. Right. By the way, we have about a million police officers in this, in this uh, country. You know how many, how many years you get out of a police car? About four. If you're lucky, because you know, they're, they're putting 60, 70,000 yep. miles a year. Oh yeah. No, they'll, they'll run them up to as far as they can. And typically those those departments will budget every, you know, three to four to maybe five at most, depending upon the car. And they, you know, they'll do some things where they'll take a sergeant car and pass it down and they do some things inside the fleet. But yeah, no, Joe, I'm, I'm guessing on average, it's about four years. Uh, John, I think you're being generous, but uh, <laughs> but let's but even if it's only four, you know, that's that's a million. Still a fa- I mean, yeah, that's still a fast turnaround. It's still a fast turnaround. Um, and that's just police. Again, that doesn't count FBI, you know, DOJ. I mean, you look at government and how many cars are provided, you know, even inside of, you know, keep in mind, Joe, every single utility company inside, you know, inside of the city, every single utility company infrastructure wise, you know, they've got everything from boom trucks to little trucks to cars to you name it, the water departments. I mean, on down the line we go, Joe. It's not just the police departments buying cars. 
Oh, no, it's, it's every government agency. Every, you rattled them off, John. It's every single government agency out there. Uh, and when I, we say government, it's federal, it's city, it's right. county, it's state. Um, you know, they're all buying cars. So. That's right. And, and we, we, again, we are not caught up on even the buying of those cars from, from COVID. We're not, we're, not, we're not even caught up yet. Yeah, because I, I still don't see cars being sold at a discount off MSR. Very, very few. There was a few. Uh, some of the truck lines were starting to build up on the, on the half-ton series trucks. There was starting to be a little bit of inventory built before this strike happened, and that's all going to get sucked away. Yep, it's all going to go. Anyway, so as I predicted, the, um, uh, the 20 foreign car manufacturers that were – after this is all over, John, I think the 48% that they were producing, I think they're going to go over 50%. Uh, and by yeah, the, Pos, you know, although keep in mind, Joe, that a lot of that other 48, you know, that other 52% that we produce as American car companies are trucks, which the others don't produce at all. That's true. That's true. I mean, you look at the uh, you know, the F-Series truck alone, the heavy-duty F-Series, the super-duty series. Most people don't realize it. It could be its own car brand, the amount of volume they do every year. Absolutely. And, John, here's the other thing. Uh, you, know, there's, you know, once you get a taste of something new, John, in my entire life up until two years ago, I never owned a foreign car. I, no, I drove nothing but American cars since I was age 18. Well, two and a half years ago, I bought a Kia Telluride. John, I, I – Great car. I my, so, my sister has one. Great car, Joe. Nothing wrong with it at I all. Am, I am so impressed. Yeah, fabulous. So impressed. Yep. So um, will I yep. be you – know, will my next car be an Amer- another American car? I, I don't think so, John. Not – not after the experience I've had with No, it's this. a great car. Like I say, my, my sister loves hers. It's a fabulous car, Joe. Nothing wrong with that at all. John, it is, in my opinion, after all, and I, again, I've owned five or six Dodge Durangos. I've, I've mm-hmm. owned Buick Park Avenues. Right. I mean, you name it, I've owned it. Everything from a Chevy Nova. John, I, this is the best car I've ever owned, so I, I think going forward, do I, will I go back to a, uh, you know, a Ford GM or, or Stellantis product? I, I don't think so. And uh, that's, you know, what's, that's one of the dangers. Once somebody switches. That's really right. Tough. It's tough to get that's it back. That's right. And that's what they're risking right now. Right. Yep. Right. yep. You, want, you want to talk about battery plants after the break? Uh, we can. Let me put you on hold. i got another call as well, but i got to take a break, Joe. Let me put you on, on hold. Mike, hang tight. We'll get to you as well. Don't go anywhere. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Make sure that you're financially secure and your future is as well. Call Al Smith today. Find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that sometimes we don't like to ask for directions. But when it comes to your retirement, you need to know where you're going. Al can build a roadmap of your assets that will help you set goals and milestones to make the most out of your retirement. He's been helping people like you maximize their retirement for decades, and he knows how to avoid wrong turns. He'll help guide you to your destination of a purposeful retirement, even during times of market volatility. Al has seen just about everything you can encounter, from recession to prosperity and everything in between. He'll turn your anxiety into confidence by considering every possible contingency and planning around them. Get in touch with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com money today to set up a no-strings consultation and start planning your roadmap to retirement. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. 
and Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com slash extreme today. Take the stress out of buying or selling a home. Call KNR Home Transitions. Find him at klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. KNR Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. All right, Genesis 1-3 Electric. You may have something you want to change around or have an electrical problem. They're there to help you. Find them also at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric owner Dustin takes his call to love his neighbors as a calling in his work. His team's core values show that clearly. First, they operate their company in faith and respect the spiritual beliefs of both their employees and customers. Dustin believes that if he is a blessing to them and you, then you will in turn bless him by giving him your business. Secondly, Genesis 1-3 strives to do everything with excellence, whether it's answering the phone quickly and professionally or installing or repairing services. Dustin and his team do it with excellence. You won't find any corner cutting with the team at Genesis 1-3. Lastly, they operate with integrity. In their 4.8 Google rating, 5.0 Home Advisor rating, and responses show that they clearly value and respect their customers in everything they do. Having electrical problems can be scary and aggravating, and you can trust the rock-solid values of Dustin and his team at Genesis 1-3 Electric to let there be light in your home by going to klzradio.com slash light today. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. All right, Joe, Mike, hang tight. We'll get through Joe, and I'll get to you. Talk about batteries, Joe. Well, real quick, did you get a chance to read about the 4 million square foot Panasonic battery plant going up in Kansas? I sure did. 
which, by the way, is going to be powered by a coal-fired <clears throat> power plant. Right. Uh, it's going to take, by the way, 4 million square feet. Put that in perspective. Your typical super Walmart with a grocery store is 100,000 square feet. That's as big as 40 Walmarts. Yep, it's big. Very big. 40 Walmarts. Now, the other thing I was surprised, I didn't realize that we now have a battery belt in the U.S. There are, there are about a dozen either completed or under construction in the southern states, Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, that are going to be employing 70,000 square, excuse me, 70,000 new employees to build EV batteries. That's in addition to the pen of the 4 million. So these are just in the, in the southern, southern states. So apparently somebody's sinking tons and tons of money into battery plants to build batteries for EVs. So um, somebody's betting on the come, John. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, can I, you blame them? If you look at the government mandates and what's going on there, can you blame them? No, I, I can't, but I was just stunned. I didn't realize that there were 12 either already operational or under construction that are going to employ 70,000 people. Amazing. That's a, that's a lot of committed Yes, capital. it is. Anyway. Yes, it is. I know you got Mike Holden. Nope, you're fine, you Joe. Appreciate you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Mike, you're next. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to uh, use a car pun, uh, can we switch gears? Sure. To reverse to yesterday's topic, sure. uh, the um, the nationwide emergency. Alert. Yes, we can. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I agree with you. People are going uh, crazy thinking the end of the world was was upon us. Uh, but there was an interesting development uh, yesterday and Tuesday. Okay. I don't know in Russia. In Russia, I don't know if you heard of, heard of this. They had an emergency alert test themselves. They didn't use cell phones, but they used uh, TV, radio, and sirens okay. to uh, alert a possible uh, nuclear attack. And uh, that... Uh, Wait, Charlie, Charlie says he thinks India did the same as well, Mike. I hadn't heard that, but yeah. I mean, it's just a strange coincidence, you know? Um, and... Uh, you know, uh, you you hear Putin talking constantly, making threats about. Uh, and and by the way, I'm I'm more along the lines of you know, did we do the test because we we know there may be something out there, you know, there may be some imminent you know dangers, things along those lines, and, and and was it more along those lines than some nanobot activation nonsense that everybody you know came up with? Uh, yeah, Mike, I would be more along the lines of believing they're doing all of this testing to be ready for something that may happen. Same thing that India and, and uh, you know, and Russia did. And again, it goes back to kind of what I talk about on Fridays at, on Ready Radio, which we'll, you know, we'll kind of get into some of this tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And that is, you know, I firmly believe they would do more with an EMP and probably do more damage than they ever would lighting off an actual nuke on the ground. And, and by the way, all they have to do is sit and wait it out because, you know, Let's face it, we're not prepared for that. You know, we would eat our own. We're, we're done for as a country if that happens. Well, that's true, but in retaliation, we would, uh, we would do a nuclear strike. Uh, yeah, potentially. And again, that's kind of the book that, you know, Bill, you know, Bill Forstian, who we've interviewed many times, you know, that's kind of where, where he wrote. And, you know, would we, wouldn't we? Do we have the ability to? Uh, when would it happen? And, you know, to your point, um, we may very well. And would we light it off? And, and actually have one land on the ground? Will we do an EMP strike similar to what may happen to us? Those are answers I don't have, Mike. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a third possibility, that uh, we simply were knee-flex reacting to uh, a previous announced uh, Russia EMP, uh, emergency response. 
and this kind of suddenly popped up, if you notice. Could be. Could be. You could be yeah. right. No, and, and, and again, I'm more into, Mike, what you're talking about, or, you know, we, you and I are having as a conversation now than I am some, you know, this is a 5G nanobot activation nonsense. I'm more along the lines of what you're saying. I mean, did we do it to be more prepared? Did we do it in response to something that's happened elsewhere? Maybe yes on both. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a theory going around that uh, the Warhawks um, in, in the, uh, in the uh, Biden administration want to initiate, a, and the United Nations want to initiate a nuclear war to thin the, the world's population. That, that, you know what, Mike? Again, I'm not a, you know me, I'm not a conspiracy, conspiratorial guy at all, but that one wouldn't yeah. shock me a bit. No, me neither. That, that yeah. one would not shock me. I mean, given what's happened with COVID, uh, the treatment of and so on, none of what you just said would shock me at all. No, no, yeah. Um, and, I mean, add to the possibility of uh, central bank digital currencies, uh no one shall buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Yep. Um, it's, it's strange times we're living in. Yep. Yep. No, and Mike, I, that, everything you just said, and I may get into a little bit of this tomorrow on Ready Radio, because I think everything you're saying there is probably more in line with that, what's what actually happening versus everybody getting off track. And this is where we have to be careful. I'm, I'm going to go back to what I talked about opening up with Steve in the 3 o'clock hour. As conservatives, I think it's really, really imperative that we look at things the way you are, the way we're having this conversation right now, looking at things rationally versus just reposting something about 5G activating nanobots and it's going to somehow turn into zombie land. Now we look like a bunch of nuts. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, I read a bunch uh, of those posts where people were actually, I mean, people were turning off their cell phones and putting them in microwaves yesterday, Mike. How dumb <laughs> were they? Well, I thought I thought of uh, I just I don't like it when those stupid. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't either. Uh, but you know what? It was one click of the button that went away. It didn't last, you know, half a second in my world. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Usually, I'm taking a nap around the time those stupid alarms go off. Those uh, child uh, abductee uh, alert, alert alarms, and uh, they're just irritating. Uh, Agree. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah and, you know, like, like Charlie said, unless it's your child that's, you know, that's been abducted or something along those. Now, I will say that I, I feel at times, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I feel at times the Amber Alert is overused and a lot of it is domestic disputes between parents. And I wish they would investigate things a little more before just shoving one out because I feel like we get to the point where there's so many of them out there. People just ignore them and that's not helping out the child that may very well have been abducted by a, you know, a non-parent that actually does need our help. I feel like they overuse that system is my point. Well, it's kind of similar to, uh, you know, these have the most wanted or children, child missing posters in the post office, and now Walmart has them. And I see them at, at uh, you know, uh, at the library, and uh, this cat's missing. It's like, I can't remember all these faces. Yeah, and I, again, I, my only concern with the whole Amber Alert system that we use, I like the premise of it, but I feel like at times it's overused because 90 percent of those. I don't think I'm far off in, in what I'm saying here. Ninety percent of those are usually a family dispute between an ex and an ex figuring out who gets custody of the kids. And frankly, that's one where they ought to be able to figure that out without doing an Amber Alert, as far as I'm concerned. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. You can you can see that's very much the case. And again, I, I'm uh, not an expert, so I'm kind of you know speaking off the cuff. But I again, this is one of those things where if you cry wolf so many times, eventually people ignore it, and that's my fear with that system. Oh, that's a, that's an excellent point. Yeah, that's that's spot on. And I and I don't and I don't want that either. It's sort of like this alert that went out yesterday. If they do that too many times, people start ignoring it. It's no no longer a big deal. Well, it's like a hurricane uh, right. uh, warnings. Yeah, uh, people just drive uh, glaze. That's right, exactly. Mike, I got to run. I appreciate it. Great comments, okay. by the way. I appreciate that very much. Level-headed thinking, and thank you for that. American National Insurance is next. Make sure that you're insured properly on everything you own. Call Paul Lewinberger. Paul Lewinberger, I should say, my good friend, 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way. Saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. All right, Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. Make sure that you get dialed in. If you want to get something done even the beginning of next year, you got to get that done now. Call Michael. Find him at klzradio.com. There's an old superstition that some people believe that says that if you start planning your estate or completing a will, it could lead to death of the signer. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, wants you to know that he has never, not one time, caused a person signing their will to meet an untimely demise. Michael comes to you, so there's no chance of a car accident or other fatal trauma. He is so sure that he will not cause your death that he will guarantee that talking about your death will not welcome it or your money back. In fact, Michael Bailey is proof that it won't, because he talks about death every day with clients, and he's still alive. There are plenty of flimsy reasons to put off getting your affairs in order, but fear that it will trigger your death is not one of them. So reach out to the mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, today. Go to klzradio.com estate and fill out a short form that he promises will not cause you to perish prematurely. All right, if you're looking for a great used car, in fact, inventory is high right now. I talked to Josh this morning when it comes to what they have on the lot. That's Ridgeline Auto Brokers in Boulder. So if you're looking for a great, clean, used car, warranty, and so on, give them a call today. Find them at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. 
For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. $50 off a furnace tune-up. That's Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, 303-656-5467 or klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC wants to make sure you get your furnace ready before it gets cold. An inspection in the fall is the most important service your HVAC system needs. When it gets cold, that's the worst time to discover your system isn't working. A broken system can lead to expensive problems like burst pipes or a real physical danger if you can't heat your home when the temperatures drop. Servicing your furnace also saves you money. A furnace that is only 10 years old can lose up to 50 to 55% efficiency, costing you hundreds over the year. This team of certified Ream Heating and Air Pro partners pride themselves on their integrity, providing you with several options to fix any problem they find as you see fit. And Cub Creek can finance 25 months with no interest, so you aren't stuck financially when the holidays arrive. Cub Creek knows the calls start rolling in as the weather changes, so don't put it off and end up on a wait list. Go to klzradio.com HVAC to book your furnace servicing today. All right, Roof Savers of Colorado, make sure that your roof is ready to go for winter, and Dave Hart can help you with all of that. Find him at RushToReason.com or 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916, or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, I've got one minute left. Felipe, you're up. Hi, John. How are you, sir? Good, how are you? I'm great. What can I do for you, sir? Number one, I'm calling to eat crow. Uh, you were you were right about the Fed's raising rates. That's all right. Wasn't. We'll see what happens next month. Well, you know, they put out a really bad uh, press release. It sounds bad for next year. I know. I know. We'll see. Anyway, I mean, who anyway, knows? Anyway, where do you want to go for dinner? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I will think about that, Felipe, and I will I will take yeah. you up on that. We'll we'll figure that out. I appreciate you being a man okay. of your word. Yeah, you know, uh, 
you're familiar with the Rocky Mountain Airport, right? Oh, yes. Sure am. Have you been to the uh, Irish restaurant? I, you know what? Corner? I have not, but I would enjoy that. With that, Felipe, I'll let you go. You know my email. Send me an email. We'll get that figured out, and I appreciate you calling in and reminding me of that. So thank you, by the way. I do appreciate that. Hour three is next. Doug Kelly from American Edge is going to join us. We're going to talk about Europe's Digital Markets Act. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hour three is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.